What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tips and Tens, where we give you the top tips in the least amount of time. This series was built to help you stay in the know without taking a chunk out of your schedule. Let's welcome today's guest and great friend of mine, Mark Hodges. Mark is a former senior officer at a prominent Fortune 500 national home building company and now serves as the principal of Blueprint Strategic Consulting. Through his consulting firm, he offers executive advisory services tailored to home builders and other related companies. Despite his successful track record in the corporate world, Mark has decided to embark on a journey in a professional singing and voice over work. His story serves as an inspiring testament that it's never too late to embark on exciting new ventures. Welcome to Tips in 10, Mark. It is so great to have you. Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here as always. Love talking to you all the time. Good morning, Mike. How are you, man? Uh, I am doing so good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's get this party started. Question for you. Why would someone switch career paths when they could have easily retired after a successful business career? Well, that's a great question. Um, First of all, um, life is long. You know, it used to be that at age 67, if you retired, I'm 67 now, you'd have a few more years to live and then you'd pass on and you would just lay around and do what you do. But I have a pretty good shot at living till I'm 100, which means I got 30 years to go or more. And, you know, you can only play so much golf and do so much gardening and read so much, read so many books. And then, you know, you you tire out. So with 30 years to go, I think of Tony Bennett. You know, a year ago when I was thinking about launching the singing career, I watched him do his last concert at age 95 with Lady Gaga. And I thought to myself then, I got 30 years to do this and I can be Tony Bennett when I'm 95. So. I got all the time in the world to launch a new career, right? So that's why I'm doing it. It makes sense to me. But the second answer to that question is, you know, mental and physical health are so greatly enhanced by being active, by being busy, by being inspired, by being stimulated. And this experience is stimulating me like crazy. It's just pure joyfulness. And so I'll live longer by virtue of trying this out. Um, so why not follow the dream? I, I find it a joy just in trying to do this, especially when it's something I truly love to do. I, I've been singing my whole life and now I'm going to give it a shot and see if other people might be interested in hearing my voice. So or- passion is so important to follow, right? Yeah. 100%. You know, and, and you have the opportunity to do that, you know, because of just where you are in your situation. Yeah. You talked, you touched a little bit on in terms of you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, what, where, where did your career start? How, when did you start singing? Well, I started getting voice lessons when I was eight years old. My church choir director told my parents that they thought I had a really good voice and he wanted to give me voice lessons. So at eight, I was going every Wednesday afternoon at three o'clock in the summers, not liking it very much to stand at the piano of this old guy's house and, and learn how to sing. And um, then I was involved in high school choir and college men's glee club. I was in plays singing. And, uh, and then I would just grab the microphone whenever I had a chance. I sang at my daughter's wedding to her. And those things, those opportunities are, are there if you just nurture the love of it. So I, it's been a lifelong love for me. But now I'm deciding to 
do something different with it and see where I can take it. I love it. You know what? It's so funny because I had a teaching lesson too when I was younger. After the first minute, the teacher fired me and, and you know, I was yeah. done. So uh, it is definitely, I, I enjoy singing. You just don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> I love it. So how were you able to overcome the fear of failure in starting such a challenging new career where the odds against success are so big? Well, first of all, uh, I, I don't have fear. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, you know, we're all responsible for seeking happiness in our lives. That's our responsibility. Happiness doesn't happen to you. Good things can happen to you, but happiness is your responsibility. And since work is such a huge part of our lives, if you don't like what you do, then you're, you, you don't have a very good chance of being happy. And that's your fault. Um, in my working life, I quit three jobs in my working life without having another one to move on to. I, I woke up on a Wednesday morning and if I thought, oh my God, it's only Wednesday, I can't wait till Friday, then I would quit that job. And my wife would say, please stop doing that. You know, I had two kids in King's College, but I knew that if I wasn't happy in work, I wasn't going to be happy. And so I would quit jobs. And I had confidence in myself that I would something would work out if I, if I did my best, um, it would work out. Um, so sometimes taking that risk requires courage, um, but more than anything else, it requires belief in yourself. And, 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 the, and the stridency that says, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to make my happiness. And if I don't, it's my fault. So why would I continue to be unhappy? Uh, listen, I, I have to say, I do understand the risks. It's pretty hard to chase your dream when you have a mortgage to pay and kids to put through school. I get that. Um, and and so those things are difficult. So you have to wait till it's safer for you. Understanding the risk as I do, it's certainly been easy for me to try this now that I'm financially stable, my kids have been raised, and I can do this without great fear. Um, but more important than that, here's why I don't fear failure at all. Um, as far as long as I do everything I can do, and to the best of my ability, and I go all in, I do everything I can to make this work as well as I can. Then, then I don't fail. Success just takes a different form because I give it everything I have. And if it doesn't make me famous and, and rich and whatever, that's okay because I did everything I could. I did my very best and I tried everything. If you, if you try chasing your dream and then five years from now you say, boy, if only I had done this or if, I, if only I had tried that, then, then, if, then that's fearful. That's fearful. But if you if you eliminate fear by doing everything that you can and the best that you can, fear is irrelevant. So um, I asked myself, what's the worst that could happen doing this? And the answer is nothing. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to have a joyous time doing something that's really fun to do. And if it turns into a, a gig and I get to sing to people and have them come to hear me sing, that's that's added joy, but it's joy. So I have no fear. <laughs> What's the point? Um, I'm, I'm accountable for my own actions and success or failure. So go for it, man. You know, that's what I think. <laughs> no, that is so good. And, and you just, I mean, you dropped so many nuggets in there. I mean, I could go on and on and on and probably have like an hour long of tips and 10, <laughs> but you know what? I think it's so important to recognize that 
you know, I think a lot of people get stressed out. They get anxiety and whatnot. Why? Because they don't give a hundred percent to whatever it is that they're pursuing. Yeah. And by you sharing what you just did, if you've given it your all, I mean, how much more can you do? There's nothing more that you can do. You've done everything that you can and yeah. success takes a different direction it takes and that's different. okay. But you went all in. So no regrets. And that's what's so critical and important that, in anything that. that we do. So with a friend of mine, of, uh, a longtime television actor who talked me into doing this because he heard me sing many times. I said, Mark, we're going to do something with your voice. So he booked a studio in Red Bank that we went in and recorded a demo tape. And then he sent it to a music producer, a music video producer, who said, I want to do music videos with this guy because he's got an incredible voice. Okay. Well, I said to Michael, my friend Michael, if I'm doing this, I'm going all in, man. It's all cards on the table because I never want to look back and wish I'd done something different, something more, whatever. And that takes the fear out of it entirely. There's no fear left because I'm going to succeed no matter what. No matter what outcome arises, I will have succeeded because I gave it my all. That's what it's about. So for anyone out there who's paying attention to this, who has this dream that you haven't pursued because of fear of failure, knock it off. Get on with it. Just go all in and do your very best. And then you won't have failed. You'll have succeeded differently. That's all. And one thing I like is you're defining success, not someone else. And I think that is so important. Good point. That's really you know. Yeah. I want to. I got one more question for you, Mark. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who has a dream mm -hmm. but is afraid to go after it? I have three or four things. The first one is ask yourself, can I be happy if I don't do this? And if the answer is no, then you have your answer. You've got to do it. So get on with it. You know, if you can't be happy without chasing this thing that you're really passionate about, then you're bound to be unhappy. So your answer is clear. I got to do this because I won't be happy unless I am. So get that out of the way, right? Then if you can't do it right away because of the risk involved and the ob obligations that you have to your family and to others, feed the flame along the way. If you want to be an artist, paint. Do it on the weekends. Do it in the evenings. Paint. If you want to be a writer, write. If you want to be a singer, sing. Grab the microphone. I grab the microphone at every opportunity. People laugh at me. Look at this guy. He goes up to the band and I says, you guys are really good. Can I sing with you? And they look at each other like, what? I go, I can sing. Can I sing a song with you? Can you play this? Can you play Only the Lonely by Earl Orbison? They say, yeah. I said, let me sing it. And I would sing it. You know what they would say? Do you want to do another one? I'd say, yeah, I want to do another one. <laughs> so my point is feed the flame. You, you may not be able to chase that dream wholeheartedly and drop everything, but you can chase it anyway. So feed the flame. And, and here's the point I want to make. Being hopeful about a future is great. Being hopeful is a wonderful thing, but it's useless without action. Useless. Mm. I hope good things happen to me. Well, good luck with that. I hope good things happen to me, and I'm going to do this to see to it that I have the best chance of good things happening to me. Action is required to make hope come alive. You can't just hope. Act. Um, the third thing is choose the right time then. Be true to yourself. Know when the right time is for you to commit yourself more fully. And be true to yourself in knowing that if you're a mediocre golfer, you're not getting on the tour. If you want to sing, but you can't, if you don't, you're, you're tone, tone deaf, then don't sing. 
But if you're good at that and you're passionate about it and you know you can do it well, then when the risk is manageable, go do it. Um, and that's for you to decide. But, but don't let the flame die because circumstances arise that keep you from doing it now. Be ready when the time comes. Don't give up the dream. Be true to yourself. Be mindful. Be intentional. I got that from Mike Regina. Be intentional. And if you do your best, if you go all in, you leave nothing on the table. Success will merely take a different form. And you will have enjoyed the ride. That's, that, that's my advice. Oh my gosh. There's another just amazing mic drops and execution is so critical. And that's where a lot of people, you know, get stuck. And not only that, or they get paralysis through analysis, right? Just in terms of talking about the timing, yeah. sometimes you just got to do it. Right. You and you just got to go for it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and it gets challenging and whatnot. But Keep Mark, brave. thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank I'm happy yeah. to have that, that was so good, but we're not done. Uh -oh. We're not done. Okay. Uh -oh. We got a little speed round questions for you that you have no idea what I'm going to uh -oh. ask. Okay. There's three of them, but I'm excited to hear what your, what your responses are. Okay. So when people stand up for a standing ovation, are you usually one of the earlier people to stand up or one of the later ones? I'm always one of the early ones and I whistle too. And then people get annoyed around me. But <laughs> if, if I like what I see and someone's done a great job, I'm on my feet and, and I want, and I'll do this. Come on, folks. This was awesome. So, <laughs> so and then Susan will be, Mark, Mark, I said, get up. Come on, let's do it. That was an awesome performance. So that's my encourager and encourager. Yeah. So next question on a scale of one to 10, how hot do you like your shower water? Ah, that's hilarious because I like pretty hot showers, but my son-in-law talked me into, now I'm doing it now, every shower, then I go cold at the end of the shower because it gets my blood going, it's invigorating, it gets my blood vessels moving and helps my brain. So I take a hot shower and then I cool it down and I do two minutes of, oh, and then I get out and I drop and I'm invigorated for an hour. So there's my answer. No, and that's so good to hear because that is a big movement right now is the uh, ice baths and whatnot. Yeah. So I love to hear that. And you know what? I might even give that a shot too. Um, it's cool. Doing the hot, doing the hot and then the cold. Yeah. All right. Last question. And then I want our listeners to hear how they can get in touch with you. Airbnb or a hotel? <laughs> I've never tried an Airbnb and I'm tempted to, but then again, I have to, then I have to shop and then I have to cook and I do all the cooking in my house. So an Airbnb means I have to do stuff. One thing about a hotel is there's a thing you don't know about it. Maybe it's called room service and you can just order stuff and they bring it to you and you eat it. And that's really nice. So I'm still a hotel guy. One day I'll do the Airbnb, but I have to be prepared to cook and that's, and that's not my vacation anymore now. I love to cook, but, you know, I want someone else to cook for me when I'm on vacation. So there's my answer. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to hearing about your Airbnb, your first Airbnb experience. And by the way, you could get a chef. You know what I mean? I mean, just call up and oh, find out who a well, chef is. I mean, you're going to pay well, a little extra, but it might be worth it. When I'm rich and famous, buddy, when I've, when I've cut my third album and I'm platinum, <laughs> then I can get a chef and all will be good. So this is fine. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much for joining us here today. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Oh, well, um, I have a YouTube channel. I've just, just created it, so don't look at it yet. But my YouTube channel, when I will release my music videos, I've created three music videos, and the songs are about ready to go. Uh, Mark's Music 
Encore will be available soon. And I'll let all the people I know know, and Michael let people know, um, Mark's Music Encores will be there. And um, so look for that. And also, um, I, I'm pretty sure that tickets for my uh, Lincoln Financial Field or Carnegie Hall concert will be available uh, starting at like five grand. And, um, and by the way, I've already talked to Lady Gaga. And so when I'm 95, she's going to do a show with me. She'll be 70 or something, but I'll be 95. And she'll have to do one with me because I will be the Tony Bennett of the 2020, <laughs> of the 2050s. That's the plan. But in the meantime, check me out on YouTube as soon as that, as soon as you know that I'm on there and that'll be in the next uh, couple of weeks. Mark, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and ideas and just, you know, also your passion. It just pours through on this. So thanks so much, brother. Great fun. Great to see you. Hope to see you soon, buddy.